It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. So great to be with you. Thankful for Grace FM. Thankful that God has provided for us to be able to be on the air. Thank you for taking the time to be able to listen. The heart of this show is for you to be able to call in and ask questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. We'll get into God's Word together. Go to prayer together. The number is 303 Six nine zero three thousand. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. I want to begin today's show uh, looking at the issue of pride in our lives. We're currently going through the book of Daniel in our weekend studies, and we're in Daniel chapter 4. And the last words of Nebuchadnezzar recorded for us in Scripture, he says, and those who walk in pride, he's able to put down. It's the testimony of the humble. Nebuchadnezzar had refused God's revelation in his life. Then he took credit for what God had done. He's walking through the gardens of Babylon. He says, look what I have done through my power and my might. And in that moment, God humbled him. So what are some signs of pride uh, in our lives? A lot of times we don't see our own pride. It's often been said that that everyone around you knows that you're prideful, but we ourselves fail uh, to see it. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, he uh, wrote down seven things uh, that are signs of pride. And the first is fault finding. You know, if we're a person who always is looking at the, the fault of others, we don't see our own sin, we don't see our own errors, and all we see is the faults of others, and we, we fail to see God's goodness uh, in their life. That's a sign of pride. Another sign of pride is a harsh spirit. Uh, we don't treat others with gentleness and, and kindness uh, that God has extended to us. Uh, a third thing as a sign of pride is superficiality. Uh, we're more concerned with the perception of what others think than the reality of our hearts. And that, that's an indication of pride. Here's one to pray through and think about in our lives is being defensive. Uh, the humble person is confident in Christ and can receive rebuke of God, uh, God and men. If I'm, I'm someone who can't hear instruction, hear a correction, that can be a sign of pride. Another thing that Jonathan Edwards notes is uh, presumption before God. Uh, humility approaches God with humble assurance in Christ. There's a balance. There's that reverence of, of Christ, a reverence and awe of God, but also we're holding on in humility to the position that we have in, in Christ's uh, blood. Uh, a prideful person has a, a desperation for attention. Pride's hungry for attention, respect, worship in all uh, of, of its forms. And then the final thing that Jonathan Edwards mentions is neglecting others. Pride prefers some people over others. It honors those who the world deems worthy of honor. And so maybe it is today that God is exposing some pride in our hearts and our lives. What do we do? Uh, what's the, the pathway uh, to walk in victory with pride? I think first is to, to ask that God would reveal pride uh, to us and then acknowledge it before God 
and before men, and then to enter into worship, we see Nebuchadnezzar comes to a place of worship. Because when I'm worshiping God, I'm seeing God as he is in his proper place, and I'm seeing myself uh, in that proper place. So God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Hope that that encourages you today. Once again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to join me. I want to welcome our, our listeners that are on the East Coast on Hope FM. Thank you guys for joining us, as well as our listeners through Colorado in uh, Wyoming. We do have all of our lines open. If you've got a question about the Word or things going on in your life, Give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text, 720-336-0897. A week from today, Rocky Mountain Calvary is privileged to be able to host the Refresh Conference here in Colorado Springs. Uh, this is a conference that's directed towards those serving in the church, pastors, leaders, servants, that you'd be equipped and refreshed. We've got a great lineup of, of teachers. Pastor Ed is going to be here, Pastor Al Pittman, Pastor Scott Cox and myself, and worship and times of fellowship and workshops. You can go to our website, rmcalvary.org, and sign up. We would love to have you. Uh, that's one week away. Please be in prayer uh, for that conference. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. We are live in studio, ready for your calls and your questions. If you've got a question about a section of scripture, a particular doctrine, or things going on in your life, love being able to talk about real things, love to be able to go to God's throne together in praise and also in prayer. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Our lines are, are are open. Also, text is a great way to send in a prayer request. Send in a, a question. It comes right to me, uh, 720-336-0897. As you're listening today, maybe you're driving home from work or you're home for the evening or still at work. I pray that you would be refreshed. It's been some gloomy weather here along the, the front range, some gray uh, days, and, and to remember the hope that is set before us, that God knows the plans that he thinks towards us, that of peace and not of evil to give us a future and a hope. The number is 303-690. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Began today's show with looking at Nebuchadnezzar and how God humbled his heart and caused him to walk as a, as a beast in the field for seven seasons. And what we find in Nebuchadnezzar is he didn't respond to the knowledge of the Lord. God really revealed himself to Nebuchadnezzar in some very specific ways. We find with Daniel interpreting his dream. No one else could interpret the dream, but God revealed it uh, to Daniel. And Nebuchadnezzar was humbled, but he didn't turn his heart to the Lord. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the firing furnace, right in front of Nebuchadnezzar's eyes, were thrown into the fiery furnace. 
God came, Christ came and, and was with them in, in the furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar sees and says, well, there's one like unto the Son of God walking in the in the fiery furnace. But yet, he didn't turn uh, to, to the Lord. And it, it's always a scary place if we don't uh, respond to the knowledge of God that he's revealing in our life. Um, so I encourage you, if God is speaking to you, uh, respond to it. Maybe you've never opened up your heart and life to Christ and God's been revealing himself to you in some very personal ways. Respond to him and cry out to him and trust him uh, for uh, salvation. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000 or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We have a text question that came in. Uh, Could people be saved, go to heaven before Jesus died for our sins? If so, how were they saved? And so we do uh, see a section of scripture with Lazarus uh, the beggar, where there was those that are in Abraham's bosom. It's also called paradise. And then there was a, a gulf, a, a gap uh, between them and those that were in a place of torment. And so the Bible points to the fact that people that were looking forward to Christ dying on the cross went to this place of paradise or Abraham's bosom until Jesus died upon the cross and rose again. And then uh, they ascended to be in heaven and to be in God's presence. And so no one could be in God's presence until Christ had died uh, for uh, their sin. So you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303 3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I want to encourage you that life is short. You never know uh, when we're going to step into eternity. Yeah. Here at Rocky Mountain Calvary, uh, we have had uh, some young people uh, pass away to go home to, to be with the Lord. Uh, and it's been a real reminder uh, to me personally uh, that that we really don't know when we're going to to uh, step into God's presence. So so make sure to redeem the time and really love those that God has placed in uh, your life. We're thankful for you listening today. We're thankful for you taking the time to join us on Calvary Live. If you have a question, please feel free to call. Maybe you've been studying the Word and there's uh, something that has caused you to have a question or you're going through things in your life and you would like to call in 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. You know, I was thinking today as I was uh, coming into the studio here uh, at Rocky Mountain Calvary that, man, it's it's great how God has really just raised up uh, Grace FM. We're so thankful uh, here in Colorado, and I'm sure those on the East Coast feel the same way about Hope FM. To have a radio station that's run by a church, Calvary Aurora, that's committed to honoring the Lord and and teaching uh, God's Word, to to have verse-by-verse teaching on the Word of God, to be able to have things uh, like this uh, call-in show. So we want to thank the Lord for providing uh, Grace FM. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. We're live in studio, ready for your calls, questions, prayer requests, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. 
We have a text question that has come in. It says, uh, someone told me God anoints man appoints, that God did not put people like Hitler in, uh, in power. Man did. Uh, is this true? Um, someone told me God anoints and man uh, appoints. You know, this is a difficult question. Um, you know, I think we do understand from Scripture two very important truths, that God is sovereign and that he rules and reigns over the affairs of men, and that also he gives us free will. So Hitler, his life is an example of someone who grossly abused free will and chose to walk in sin and evil. Now the good news is that that God uh, is able to take what people and Satan mean for evil and and turn it uh, for good. And so I think we find that tension of both truths in the life of Hitler. We see see God's sovereignty, God taking evil and turning it for good, but we also see man's uh, ability to be able to choose evil and and reject God. So thanks for sending that text question uh, to me. Well, guys, uh, today's a little bit of a different show. Our phone lines are down, but the text line is working well. So please keep sending me those texts, 720-336-0897. We have a question that comes in. says, uh, hello, Pastor. Question, why is the book of Enoch not included uh, in the Bible? Um, You know, that's a great question, and what we find is something that's called the canonization of uh, Scripture, and what we find is the early church leaders came together, and they really looked at all of these early books, and they chose the ones uh, that line up uh, with sound doctrine, the person and work of Jesus Christ, uh, the Old Testament, the gospel, and the the book of Enoch didn't uh, meet the bill, didn't fill the standard, and so it wasn't uh, kept in the the wasn't placed excuse me into the word of god well guys we're starting to get things back online so we should be able to take your phone calls now if you'd like to call in 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 also uh, you can send a text at 720-336-0897 thank you for all of uh, the text questions that have come in so Hello, Eric. I'm tuning in now. I do have a question about worriness. Can you explain uh, more about that? Yeah, worry is addressed a lot in Scripture, um, and I think one of the great places to go on worry is Matthew chapter 6, and Jesus gives us this wonderful encouragement on worrying, and he tells us that he takes care of the lilies of the field, he takes care of the birds of the air, and then he says to us, therefore, uh, do not worry, saying what you shall eat or what you shall drink or what you shall wear. For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So God says, instead of taking that energy and putting it on worry, put your attention on seeking first the kingdom of God, knowing Christ in a greater way and reaching out to people uh, with with uh, the, the love of God, and he will take care of your needs. Also, Philippians 4 uh, is a great uh, text to go to with worry, to, to stop worrying, be thankful, 
Give your request to God and he will give you the peace of God that surpasses uh, your understanding. Some more texts that have come in. Thank you guys uh, so much uh, to, for sending in these text questions. Also, we do have our phone lines now open. If you'd like to give me a call at 303-690-3000. I'm going to go ahead and continue working through these texts because you guys have been so gracious and wonderful to, to send these in. Went to a new church. Uh, my hubby likes it. I'm not sure about some things that the preacher says. He explains that we don't pay tithes, that's Old Testament. Uh, he teaches like the Old Testament is now void. He's He also is divorced for unbiblical reasons. Should we be at this place, uh, Old Testament not void? Um, you know, it's difficult for me to, to answer this question whether you should be there or not. Um, I can answer this question about uh, is the Old Testament a void or not. Um, uh, we absolutely know that the Old Testament is not void, uh, that the Old Testament points to uh, Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ fulfilled uh, the law. But all of Scripture, Genesis to Revelation, is the full counsel of God. So pray that God would give you wisdom as you're discerning at what uh, uh, church to be at. All right, we're going to jump and take our first caller uh, of the day. We're going to go to line one to Jim. Jim, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. I think that my, my question was, um, I think I'm confirming that the Holy Spirit is actually in me uh, more so than I would have thought in the past. Um, I came to the Lord about three years ago. Um, okay. After about 60 summer years of doing things the wrong way. Um, and I was thinking about how crazy the world is. You know, we've had these three hurricanes now. We had um, the shooter in Las Vegas. And yeah. in the air a week later, so we have the fires in California. And for the yeah. first time in my life, I started to cry hmm. I saw the devastation in California. And I thought to myself, I never would have done that before. It w I would have been like, oh, it's okay, oh, you know, too bad for them, and, and so forth. But, you know, I could not even finish watching the news about those reports. I just had to just wow. turn it off. And yeah. I've never had that compassion or empathy for mm. other people. Uh, when there's always a problem or a panic, I'm a very good uh, leader or whatever. Okay. And then I freak out about three weeks later. <laughs> I just want to know, is the spirit getting stronger in me because I'm turning this stuff off and I just can't, I just, I, I say to myself, and I know God's there and I know these things are yeah. going on. And um, even like Mercy yeah. Me says in your song, um, you know, even if, you know, he's just, he's just so worn out, he can't even say everything will be all right on the stage when they sing. And I can't yeah. even tell my family things will be all right, because I'm worn out. Yeah. Well, Jim, the Scripture tells us in Galatians 5 that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And, you know, it seems that the Holy Spirit is softening your heart, and that, that's evidence of God's Spirit in your life. And also in Ezekiel 36, it tells us that part of 
the new covenant is that God's going to take a, a heart of stone and, and make it a heart of flesh and, and make it soft and, and, and caring and loving for people. And, and so in the midst of these tragedies, uh, the Lord's softening your heart for people with, and, and, and his love is beginning to flow out of your life, which is a really good thing. So can I pray for you, Jim, and just pray that God would encourage you and meet you in this place? I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I'm such a real idiot all these years with my family, and over the last couple of years, slowly but surely, not real rapidly, everyone has to know changes back home quickly, I got my son, my daughter, and my wife back, liking me. You know, it's like, well, this is pretty cool. So, yeah, praise God. Other, That's cool. That's the happy part. <laughs> and then the sad yeah. part is watching these people being um, without a house. Okay, well, let's let's pray for you, Jim. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for Jim and just lift him up to you and just ask that you would bless him and that you would encourage him and thank you for the work of the Spirit in his life. And God, I just pray he wouldn't walk in condemnation or beating himself up that it's taken so long. It's never too late, God, and you're working in his life now. And uh, thank you for the redemption that you've brought into his life and the relationship with his, his family. We give you praise for that. And Lord, our hearts do go out to all these that have been caught in all these tragedies and the loss of life, and it's overwhelming, and we do pray for your comfort and your peace, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, and thank you, Pastor. Great show. You bet. Finished watching it here in Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> well, oh, thanks for joining us, Jim. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. We are all back online, so thank you guys for your uh, patience. The number is 303-690-3000. You're welcome to call in. We're able to take your calls. Also, you can continue to send me texts uh, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to, to Kathy. Kathy, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um my question is, or if you could speak to people who think that their loved ones that have passed on can see them still from heaven, like people at weddings that think their grandmother is watching over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't see any indication in Scripture that when we go to heaven that we're able to look down here on earth. Um uh, in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, it tells us that we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, and it's speaking about believers that had gone home to be with the Lord. But the essence of that scripture is that their lives are an encouragement uh, to us. So I don't think that we can say biblically that our loved ones are are looking down upon us or that they're taking care of us or that they have the ability to, to be involved uh, in our lives. And um, you know, I think as a person goes home to be with the Lord, they're caught up with Jesus. You know, they're they're focused on Christ and the glory uh, of heaven. Uh, and then God's desire is ultimately that we'd be looking to Him, Him for help. So that was my view that, that they would be so busy with Jesus that they wouldn't have time to look down on weddings and yeah, yeah. Well, you thanks bet. Thanks for answering my question. You bet. Well, God bless you. Thanks for calling. God bless. God bless you too. Bye-bye.
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Let's continue on our phone lines. Let's go to Peggy on line two in Denver. Peggy, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I have a question about the Moabites. I heard okay. a pastor, um, I caught the middle of his sermon on the radio, and he said that somewhere in Scripture God said that he would treat the Moabites as putting them in a wash basin. And he said the wash basin in Hebrew or Greek really meant a toilet. And then he said, so God planned on just flushing the Moabites away. And I cannot find that scripture. So it's Psalm 60, verse 8. That's kind of an interesting uh, (sighs) scripture. Uh, But it's Psalm 60, uh, verse 8. and it says, uh, Moab is my wash pot. Uh, over Edom, I will cast my shoe. Philista, shout and triumph because of me. So he's going through several nations that he's going to bring judgment on. Uh, but an interesting thing, as we look at the whole counsel of God in God's grace and redemption, uh, is we know that Ruth was a Moabitess. Uh, right. And uh-huh. she, she married an Israelite, and then through her descendants came Jesus Christ. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. even though God brought judgment on the Moabites, um, He also showed His grace through the Moabites uh, by Ruth uh, being married to an Israelite and ultimately leading to the lineage of Christ. So, mm. yeah. But but the verse you're thinking about is uh, Psalm sixty, verse eight. Okay. Thank you. I. It's bugged me all week, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> well, I'm glad it could help, okay. so God bless you. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you guys for sending me uh, so many texts. And so I'm going to go and go ahead and try to take several of these texts that have, have come in. This is a great uh, one that has come in. It says, Hi, Pastor. This is Andrea from Aurora. Could you tell me uh, what it means to be still? The Lord's been giving me the scripture over and over. uh, And it says, Stand fast and see the salvation of the Lord. And so I want to try to answer uh, this question. And there's more detail in it. But uh, in Psalms 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that that I am God. Um, And so first of all, I think to, to be still is to be in that place where we stop the busyness, we stop the noise, and we spend time in God's God's presence. And Isaiah 40 also talks about waiting upon the Lord. We're, we're not in a hurry. It's not just that I'm getting my 15 minutes of devotions in and then moving on, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm setting aside time to be still and be in the Lord's presence. And then I think also the Lord brings us into times of waiting. I know that that uh, there's been seasons in my life where I felt like for a year or two, God's just just saying, wait on me and hasn't given me clear uh, direction. And and I would even almost move out into good things, but wouldn't feel the peace of God and ultimately the door uh, wouldn't open. And, and so um, you learn to trust those times uh, if the Lord is encouraging you to wait until he opens that door and gives you that peace uh, to, to move forward. So I'd like to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for Andrea, and I just lift her up to you, God, and just ask that you would encourage her. And as she's trying to sort out what this means to be still and to wait upon you and and yet needing your wisdom and guidance, Lord, would you give her clarity and would you give her comfort and strength? And we love you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and take another text question uh, that has come in. It says, Hello, Pastor. What do you say to non-believers who question your faith in the Bible when they say man chose which books would make up the Bible and man translate uh, the Bible? And so this is a good question. And I think the Bible really holds up to criticism. And some of the things that I would point to uh, to help answer this question that God's word is breathed by God uh, is first the harmony of scripture. You have 66 books and you have so uh, many different human authors, but one message that's completely unified. Another place that I would look at is prophecy. There's so much prophecy in Scripture that is fulfilled that the Word of God couldn't just be man-made. So, so unity of the Scripture, prophecy uh, in Scripture, and then also the manuscripts. There's all the ancient manuscripts that, that we have that point to uh, the lit, uh, the validity of Scripture. Uh, a book that I would recommend is Evidence That Demands a Verdict, and it will really go into this uh, more fully. So I hope that that answers your question. We're headed to a break, guys. Please stay with me. We'll be right back. Thanks so much. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to today's program. The number is 303-690-3000. If you've got questions about the Word, things going on in your life, would love to hear from you. 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. Also, you can text seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Margo in Tennessee. Margo, thanks for listening. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Um, I listen to you on Grace uh, through my radio. So I'm so I moved to Tennessee about three years ago, and I missed <laughs> the Calvary teaching so much. So I'm so thankful for the radio. So, oh, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, my question um, is in um, John chapter 11, and it is um, when Jesus, uh, Lazarus, has passed away, you know, has died, and Jesus is telling his disciples that um, that uh, he's sleeping, but he's going to go to make him well. I, I don't have the, my, uh, the exact scripture in front of me, yeah. but um, the... Uh, the pastor that uh, we, we was filling in on Sunday here said that that made him, that well, the Greek word for that means salva- uh, salvation, but he didn't give me the Greek word, and I can't find it anywhere, um, so I was wondering if you could—I didn't think that that was a—that Jesus was talking about salvation there. Yeah, I'm not really it, sure. <laughs> 
you know, as I understand the story of Lazarus and, and Jesus was saying, he's asleep, but but I'm going to make him well. He was referring to bringing him back to life. Um, in John 11, 11, uh, in the New King James, it, it says, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I will go wake him up. Um, and, and so yeah. there it seems pretty clear from, from that translation of, of the, the Greek text I, I personally had never uh, heard that before, and I, I'd have to take some time to to dig deeper okay. into the Greek to to be able to say for sure. But but f- as I read the New King James, it, it seems pretty clear that that Jesus was referring to uh, I'm I'm going to raise him from the dead. I'm going to wake him up. Well, that was the way so. that I was taught. Um, by Pastor Dave Love when we went to um, Horizon Christian Fellowship when yeah. he was there. So um, yeah. I, <laughs> I've i got my notes, and I never had heard, you know, that it, it was. So I'm just praying for um, the opportunity to ask some more questions and not be, yeah. you know, a critical, you know, person. But how, right. how did you come about this and that kind of right. thing? So Yeah, you bet. Well, Margo, right. can I pray for you and pray for you there in Tennessee that the Lord continues to meet you and encourage you? And Would that be all right if I prayed for you? Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Okay. God, thanks for Margo and thanks for her being able to listen out in Tennessee. And uh, Lord, I just pray you continue to bless her and her family and uh, even this conversation that she's going to have about the, this text that you would just give her wisdom of how to be able to approach it. Uh, and Lord, would every aspect of her life, Lord, would you just would bless her and encourage her and cause your face to shine upon her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you and God bless you. God bless you too. Bye-bye. Oh. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. The beginning part of our show, uh, we were having difficulty with our phone lines, but they're all up and running. So if you'd like to give me a call with a question or a prayer request, you can do so. 303-690-3000. So many of you were so gracious uh, to send in texts, so I'm going to try to answer some of those text questions. How were Mary and Elizabeth related if Mary was from the tribe of Judah and Elizabeth was from Levi. Uh, so th- I think that they were related. It must have been through their moms uh, because the way that Israel uh, would attract genealogy was always through your father. And so uh, Mary being the tribe of Judah, that would be through her dad. Uh, Elizabeth being through, from the tribe of Levi, that would be from from her dad, uh, but they could still be related through through their their moms. It's similar to how I have some cousins uh, that that don't have my last name because we're we're related uh, through our our mom's side of the family. So uh, that's how I understand that, and I hope that that's uh, helpful for you. Another text that's come in says, "Please pray for my brother Seth." Uh, our family has not heard from him lately, and so let's uh, just lift up Seth uh, to to the Lord. Father, we thank you so much uh, for for Seth, Lord, and, and as the family has not heard from him from a while, Lord, we just we just pray that you would would keep Seth safe, that you would give him the encouragement to reach out to his family, whatever he's going through in his life, Lord. Would you be gracious to him? Would you protect him? Would you rescue him out of his situation? And would you comfort the family uh, as they go through this? In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Uh, another uh, text question uh, that has uh, come in. 
as we thank you for these texts that have have come in says what is the the bible's take on a christian who's been through a divorce can he or she be serving in this church uh, specifically in public sites such as preaching or uh, teaching uh, and so there is a division about this. There's there's some that would say uh, if somebody has gone through a divorce that they couldn't be preaching or, or teaching. And what we find is in 1 Timothy 3 where it talks about an elder being uh, the husband of one wife. Uh, and what we, we understand there is that uh, polygamy was a practice at that time. And it, it was, you know, if a guy had two or three wives, he couldn't be be a pastor. But some have uh, interpreted that to be if you've been divorced, uh, that you couldn't uh, be uh, be a pastor. Um, and I think that God is a God of grace. And there's so many circumstances that uh, involve this. Um, you know, p- people make mistakes and sin before they know Christ uh, as their Savior um, and come to know Christ and they're a new creation in Christ. And I think then, that they, man, they should have an opportunity to, to serve the Lord. Uh, sometimes as believers, uh, b- believers do, we do sinful things. Uh, and God can restore and redeem, um, but but I don't think that uh, we should be arrogant in our sin and just go, well, man, I can I can divorce my spouse and and then God God will uh, redeem. So my answer to your question is I think that uh, there's a lot of layers to that question, but but God is a God of grace, and, and where there's repentance and there is integrity, and someone's walk with the Lord that that in their great in God's grace uh, that they can pastor if their current state is that they are a one-woman man. And praise God for God's grace, because without God's grace, none of us would be able to to serve the Lord. So thank you for that uh, text question that has uh, come in. Let's go to Marla and Greeley on line one. Marla, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. So my question is kind of a strange one, maybe. Um, You know, when the flood took place, there were children on the planet. And there were uh-huh. eight people saved, you know, in the ark. Um, so when the rapture happens, I've always believed that all children would go, and I, I suppose the age of accountability falls in there somewhere, but it, it didn't for the flood. So do you think when the rapture happens that babies and children are going to go? Or is it? Does it go back to that predestination thing? I I don't know that it goes back to you know predestination. Um, you know, to be absolutely certain, we don't know. You know, I think think ultimately, uh, we we don't know the the full answer uh, to that. Um, I tend to go more along the lines of the age of accountability. You know, if God is yeah. just and he makes uh, just decisions, um, and if a, a child passes away uh, and they don't uh, they don't know the Lord, they haven't come to that place of rejecting Christ. And, and I think, it's my opinion, that that would, would hold true in line with the rapture as well. But but ultimately, we, we don't know. You know, ultimately, it'll be one of those things that we'll, we'll discover— as the rapture Later. unfolds, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, um, okay, so the babies that drowned in the flood, um, you know, they were babies, so I'm just yeah. going to assume, because God is good and kind and merciful, that they went to Him. 
I would think because of knowing who he is. That although yeah. everybody died, um, it doesn't mean they all died and went to hell. Like the children of Sodom and Gomorrah, it wasn't, you know, their fault that they were raised in such a sinful place, you know, in an evil place. Mm. You know, and God knows knows the heart, you know, and he knows when a child gets old enough to where they willfully reject him and, and, and when they choose to uh, receive him and follow him. Uh, in Revelation, it does does tell us, you know, as we're around the throne room of God that we're going to say righteous and true are your judgments. You know, we're going to go right on. You you made the right right decision. So yeah. though we don't have the details on, on how all of that is decided out, we do know the character and nature of God from from Genesis to Revelation, and then it's probably a good reminder as well as we know a lot of people that are of the age of accountability that are at risk of God's eternal judgment, and to be praying for them and loving them and sharing the gospel with them, you know. Mm-hmm. And do you so. think that uh, the age of accountability is a Jewish thing, as far as you know, when they do their coming into manhood and womanhood do you do you think that's what the age of accountability is you know I, I don't not necessarily I I again this is just me personally I I think it's probably a little earlier than that um, okay. you know the Jews uh, celebrate that uh, the bar mitzvah at age 13 and right. I just know out of my own personal experience uh, you know I at, at, at a much younger age, you know, seven, eight, you're, you're pretty uh, aware of, of, of Christ and God and depending on your background. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so it really could be even different for different individuals. I mean, oh, I, I've met a yeah. lot of a lot of kids that have an understanding at a pretty young age and are either accepting or rejecting and then and then uh, some that 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 don't you know and just how the how each individual develops and when they reach that point of accountability i think it's really hard to say it's this particular age right okay that yeah. Makes sense. yeah 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 okay well, I wish you well great questions god well, god bless you thank you god bless you too yeah have a great night you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The numbers are, excuse me, the phone lines are open. So if you'd like to give me a call with a question about the Word or something going on in your life or a prayer request, the number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Please pray for healing. This is a text that has come in. I just got out of my hard cast and trying to learn how to walk again. Yeah, thanks for sending this in. Would love to pray for you. Oh, Father, this life is difficult sometimes and the physical pain and the things that we go through. And Lord, I don't know if this, how this was caused, if it was from an accident, and but yet the cast has come off and now learning to walk again and the pain of going through physical therapy. And Lord, I just pray you would really comfort this individual and give them strength. And we pray for complete healing of the leg and being able to walk again and, and just to be able to enjoy that, you know, the, the full healing of walking outside and walking with family and friends and going from place to place and taking the dog for a walk. So Lord, we do pray for, for complete physical healing and inward strength. And so we pray you would bless them in Jesus name. Amen. You guys have been great sending in texts at 720-336-0897. So I'm going to continue to uh, take some texts that have come in. 
What does the Bible say about why God placed us on this earth and to have all the struggles uh, that we have? So um, why did God place us on this earth and why do we have uh, struggles? The first part of that question is the reason that God placed us on this earth is to have relationship with us. Uh, we see that very clearly in the book of Genesis, that God created Adam and Eve and would come and fellowship with them in, in the cool of the day. And this is God's ultimate desire or intent is to be in relationship with us. He created us to be in fellowship with us. And then the suffering, the struggles really is a result of sin, as a result of Adam and Eve's sin in the Garden of Eden uh, to the point then where that causes pain. The wages of sin is death, and, and God's remedy to that was sending his son so that once again we could be brought back into relationship with God and just always be reminded that this struggle is temporary, that this is all leading up to heaven uh, for us as believers. So thanks for sending in uh, that uh, text question. I want to jump over to our callers, uh, and let's go to Don in Denver. Don, welcome to the program. Uh, say again? Say again? Say again? Uh, welcome, to, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. So I have a question so, for you. Uh, hey, hey, Don, before you get started, could you turn off your radio for me? I, I, is your radio on? Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate it. So my question is, I read the Bible, and I read Hebrews, and I know that when Jesus came, because it's always been a question about, you know, when people tie when they give their offerings, you know, it's no longer, uh, as far as dealing with the New Covenant, it's no longer a um, a sacrifice for us to actually, you know, uh, Jesus. since Jesus came, you know, he pretty much was the sacrificial lamb. I understand that. So my thing is, I understand that it says that, uh, of course, you know, we're not obligated, but doing it unto knowing that it's the love that you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's that's really the understanding of, of new covenant giving. Um, and in Second Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse, verse 6, it, it teaches us, So let each one of us purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Uh, and right. so... Really, giving is a response to his love, uh, his unconditional love, uh, understanding that all things belong belong to him. So it's a really neat principle that we find in God's word that, that giving is so personal between you and the Lord, where each believer gets to pray and say, Lord, how much would you want me to give? It all, all belongs uh, to, to you. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, that's and why I just had a question, because, you know, you know, go to church, some churches, you know, they try to say, well, you know, if you, I know there's somebody in here who has a $1,000 to give, or they have 500 to give, and, you know, and to me, I just feel like that's kind of like being to the point where if, if God has not put that on my spirit, and and my thing is, is that it's like, I, I don't know, it's just confusing sometimes, I just think that it's like, when you hear preachers or pastors saying that, it's like trying to get money out of somebody, you know, trying to get, give them a guilt trip. Right. Yeah. I'm always sensitive to that as well. Just in my own life. Like, uh, you know, if someone's really trying to tighten the screws down on me and making me feel obligated to give, um, you know, my, my defenses kind of go up 
Um, and I, I think uh, God desires for our giving to, to be spirit led, you know, and, right. and something that the Lord really places at our hearts and we're able to purpose in our hearts to give and, you know, giving is clearly taught in God's word, um, you know, but it doesn't need to be manipulated by man. You know, uh, I think as pastors, we're to, to teach the word and, and teach the biblical principles of giving, but then trust that the Holy Spirit is going to work that out in the lives of believers. Okay. So, okay, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you always have people trying to get over, but that you can actually answer. Well, God bless you, Don. Thanks for calling. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Michael in Denver. Michael, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Eric. God bless you. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. I'm blessed of God. I got a question for you. It's been in the back of my mind for a while. It's about agape love. Uh, sometime in the past, I had to I had to step up and step up and and step in the gap and to be there to take care of my sister. Okay. There, she has problems with her kids, taking advantage of her. Her kids were full grown, and she got her health went to the got to the point that uh she couldn't be alone take care of herself and okay. I, and more or less and more or less ended up stepping in for about two maybe two or three years and being there for her before we ended up having to put her in some type of assisted living center here in denver okay things were things were tenuous between us sometimes pastor i mean yeah. i was not walking as a as a godly man at the time i was working full-time as a flagger and have my own yeah. problems to deal with, and I was dealing with with helping her and uh-huh. making sure she had a, had a place to stay because we lived in a motel. And okay. I mean, sometimes we got into arguments, and 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 I really felt at times like walking out and saying, "Fine, you're on your own. You know, have a nice life." Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she really she was in bad shape. I mean, I'm talking really bad shape. But I never yeah. did that. I, I, I truly loved her. Okay, and I think about that sometimes. And as much as I wanted to walk out of that situation with all the stress I was under, and everything I didn't, I had good friends in my church who counseled me and prayed mm-hmm. with me to help deal with the situation. And we got I got through it. She eventually passed away, but okay. I, and I don't know if she's ever, ever became Christian or not because yeah. I was not much of a witness towards her because sometimes okay. I I was having attitude problems or issues with dealing with her so, and my job and everything else. Hey, Michael, let my me ask question. you this. The uh, Go ahead. I was just going to ask question. you, so is this, is this bothering you? I just want to know, was I, was I showing agape love to her in the way even though things were a little hard between us sometimes? Or was I just showing family-type love? Yeah. You know, I wasn't there, so it's hard to say, but just hearing you talk for these few minutes, I, I would I would honestly say probably both. You know, I think that 
there was probably times where it was agape love and God's agape love was flowing through you and, and times where there was family love. And I know for me in my friendships and relationships, you know, it's, it's a mixture of, of God's love and my own love. And sometimes my selfishness gets in the way. So let me, let me just pray for you that God would give you peace as you reflect on these things. So, so I'm going to pray. Okay, Michael. Sure. God, I thank you for Michael and him calling in today. And Lord, I just pray that you would give him comfort as he thinks about his sister and processes their relationship as she's passed away. And Lord, we do thank you for the agape love that was shown through Michael. And Lord, we also thank you for your forgiveness for when we shall fall short and, and, and times that that's really evident uh, with our own families. And so God, would you just bless Michael and comfort him with your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nate. God bless you, Michael. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to Samuel in Westminster. Samuel, welcome to the program. Yes, I would like to uh, have, I have a prayer request for Pastor Sal and our man at Calvary. Okay. Yeah. Any any specifics or just kind of in general? Well, just a, you know, a blessing over Pastor Sal. He has a great heart for Jesus, and uh, he's, he's uh, really doing a good job out there. And it's a new church; it's a church plant. So, okay. just, just just praying for a, a blessing over yeah. you know Pastor Sal and his wife, and absolutely over the, uh, fellowship there. Okay, sounds great. God, we thank you for Pastor Sal. Thank you for his step of faith uh, to to reach out there in Arvada. And Lord, we just do pray for your covering, your protection upon him and his wife and his family. We, we ask for your grace upon this fellowship, Lord, that you would, would meet them in a special way through the power of your word, through the comfort of your spirit. Pray that you would just open up doors for them in the community there in, in Arvada that they could love and and, and share uh, the gospel, Lord. And uh, Lord, I thank you uh, for Samuel and, and his heart, Lord, uh, for for his pastor. And would you bless him as well? And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And God bless you. I, I love listening to the uh, shows on the, at 4 o'clock. It's really great. You guys are Well, thank blessing. you for listening. Well, God bless you too, Samuel. You have a great evening, okay? I will, and you have a wonderful weekend. God bless. You too. God bless you too. Bye-bye. I'm going to finish out today's show uh, with text. So we've had a lot of texts that have come in, so I'm going to jump over and, and uh, try to take as many texts as I can here in the next uh, few minutes. Uh, my name is Rosie. Uh, would you please pray for m- my family, my children, my grandchildren? We all know the Lord, and... Uh, and the Lord, we are being torn apart and tested. I know that God will prevail. Um, so yeah, let me pray for your family. And as you guys are are going through this time of testing, Lord, I thank you for Rosie and I lift her up to you. And thank you that her family knows you, Lord. And I, I just pray um, as they're being torn apart, Lord, I, I pray against division. Jesus, would you just protect them from uh, division? We know your word tells us that a house divided against itself cannot stand. So would you give them unity? Uh, Would you help them, Lord, to not fight over petty differences? And Jesus, we do know that you'll prevail and and we trust you. We thank you for Rose's trust in you. So Lord, would you comfort them and minister to them in a special way? In Jesus' name, amen. 
please pray for my teeth uh, to be healed and have money to fix them. Oh man, yeah, for sure. Nothing like a, a tooth pain and then also the finances of, of going to the dentist. So, so expensive. So we lift this up to the Lord. Father, I thank you so much uh, for this individual where they're, they're having pain with their teeth and problems with their teeth. We do pray for healing, Lord, that you touch their, their he- teeth. And Lord, we thank you for Dennis. And uh, I just pray that you would provide the money to, to be able to get them fixed. And Lord, you, you are the God who provides and you own all things. And so, Lord, would you provide uh, for the, this need of, uh, of the teeth and the teeth being cared for. We thank you that you care for every aspect of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Another uh, text question uh, that has uh, come in. Thank you guys for uh, sending these. It says, I have a friend that is truly against the Bible and born again Christian beliefs. uh, And I have been gently witnessing to her and all around her. Um, And then uh, that's where uh, I lost the the rest of the text. Let me see um, if I can... Nope, that's looks like there was more to that text, but I lost that part of the text. But I want to pray over this and just pray that uh, the Lord would give you wisdom as you reach out to uh, your friend that's so hostile uh, to the, to the gospel. Lord, I I, I just lift up uh, this person that sent in this text, Lord, and uh, they're obviously really reaching out uh, to a friend, and that this friend is so opposed to the things of Christ. And I think of the Apostle Paul, Lord, who who was so against Christ and against Christians, but yet you called them by name. And and I, I pray for this particular lady who's who is opposed. Jesus, would you be gracious to call her by name and turn her from darkness uh, to light? And so we lift uh, that prayer request up uh, before you, and we thank you and praise you uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for taking the time uh, to be able to listen today. It's been a blessing uh, to be able to uh, be with you. I wanted to, to kind of leave you uh, with today's show with where we started out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, where it tells us that God is the God of all comfort and the Father of mercies, and that he'll comfort us in all of our tribulation. And as maybe as you go into your weekend and you're just thinking things over, there, there's things that you find that are breaking your heart. And so may God truly minister to you with his comfort. And I know for me, sometimes I failed to experience the comfort of God because I haven't turned to him and asked for it. And I haven't cried out to, Lord, would you comfort me? I, I try to deal with the pain on my own uh, and don't give it over to the Lord. So I would encourage you today to, to give that over to the Lord. Thanks again for joining me. It's been a blessing to be with you. Pray that God would bless uh, your weekend. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.